Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bongo, by the way. No, you don't want to be by yourself. Girl, who you want to Just playing for now You used to be my Juliet And I was Romeo Where was you When the strangers at the table Wishing it was you Let me tell you Oh baby Welcome to the Man United cast The podcast where we talk about Manchester United The greatest club in English, British Football history Football, football history, to be more exact. Welcome to the podcast. Joining you this week is a two-man pod because Nick is being white privilege. Um, <laughs> joining me today <laughs> is Andre. Say what's up, Andre. Yo, what's up? What's up, everybody? Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, it's not going to be a two-man pod today because Nick is currently enjoying that privilege, which is white, because he lives in uh, white America. Hooray. Yay, Donald Trump. Well, they're going to make uh, it great again. Yeah, they're going to make it white again. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, so he's got family visiting for holidays and shit, so he can't do the pod this week. But we, me and Andre wanted to at least get a little pod in because, you know, it's the end of the year. And we had a really good match against Sunderland on Sunday. No, Wasn't yeah, Monday, boxing, boxing, boxing day, Monday, Monday, my bad, Monday. boxing day, yeah, Monday, and also because, you know, I kind of, I, I also wanted to do a pod just because we've been doing one consistently except for when um, Andre was in Europe where I think we missed like the week. No, no, um, but, there, but it, it was also like, uh, there was a, during that time there was a cutoff because of the FIFA games, I think. Oh yeah, no, that's right, uh, it yeah, was so because it was, it was international break, international yeah. break. So there hasn't been so, a break. Yeah, and we uh, and we wanted to just talk to you guys for a little bit this week. This will be a probably super short episode, um, but anyways, let's get to it. Uh, we are going to talk about United versus Sunderland. David Moyes' tr- non-triumphant return <laughs> to to old to old Trafford. Kind of an um, embarrassing return. An embarrassing dude. Okay, so like David Moyes was talking so much shit. Leading up to like uh, this game on Monday, it was a little bit embarrassing to be honest. Okay, so so as everybody knows, like if you're a United fan, you know that we went through a bit of a. We've been ever since Fergie left, right? Yeah. Uh, we've been kind of up and down, mostly down with the new coaches that we've had. Um, first Moyes, uh, and then LVG, and Mo is now finally getting into the stride, but, you know, we talked about that before, where, where I think that he's finally having some momentum with the players that he has on his team. Um, but our first year without Fergie, we, uh, had the, 
uh, how do I say this? We had the luxury of having David Moyes, um, David Moyes as our manager. He used to manage Everton, um, and he gave up the Everton job to come to United because Fergie said that he should be the next coach. And because, you know, at United they do everything that Fergie says. They kind of were like, ah, sure. I mean, how, how bad, how bad could it be? And it was really bad. <laughs> um, the year that Moyes took over, we 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 had just won. We we were the champions in the Premier League the year before. So Fergie's last year, we won the champions. Uh, we won the uh, the Premier League, um, and we had a qualified obviously for Champions League. So like it was like you know. It was there for the taking. And Moyes came in and he kind of ruined everything. He bought Fellaini at last minute. Paid something like 25, 28 million euro for him. Super overpriced. Um, the only good thing that Moyes did was buy Juan Mata in the January transfer window. I still thank him for that till this day. And we ended up uh, getting eliminated from the Champions League and finishing 7th in the Premier League. So... That, that about sums up Moises' history as a United coach. He, so now to this day and age, he's been talking a lot of shit. Well, he was talking a lot of shit, making his way to uh, to Monday's game. He was saying that if he was given more time, you know, that he could have done a better job. He was saying that, uh, that what else did he say? That he he was saying that United are no longer following their traditions of only fi- uh, only hiring British managers. He's just, he's he's like an ex girlfriend who got dumped and who's still not over the dude who dumped her. Yeah. Right. This is what he is. Um. And Sunderland came to Old Trafford. I I didn't think it was gonna like no game is easy in the prem really because at any given day any team that's really any team can do damage to any team. I mean like it's the Premier League, it, shit happens. Um, so I wasn't. I'm I've like taught myself not to get like, you know, overly confident for any game, especially because of the kind of beginning beginning of the season that we've had, right? So I was still cautiously optimistic. I was still a little bit worried. Um, but there was really nothing for me to worry about, dude. Uh, Sunderland uh, came to basically to try to play defense and maybe get a point away. Um, and we we came in and we uh we did the thing. So let's talk about it, Andre. What were your uh? I know you didn't watch the entire game. I think you just saw like the the highlights, like that eleven minute highlight that they have on the internet. Um, which is fine because it sums up some pretty good stuff. Um, but so what did what did you like from watching the game? Besides, um, you know that <coughs> wonder goal. <laughs> we'll get we'll get to that. I yeah, mean, yeah. There was, there, uh, I mean, just watching the highlights. Uh, I mean, I gotta be honest. I, I'm sorry, you know, to the fans and and everybody else that this is the podcast. You know, like I I should be watching the full game just. It's just been a hectic week, and I haven't been able to. So, but but you know, it's understandable. Um, it's fine. Um, plus, I mean, I was gonna watch it, but then you know, I, I found out about the score, so I was like, uh, it's not the same knowing the score, you know. Um, but I I mean, it started off a little bit rough. 
I was like, you know, um, at first I was like, you know, this is according to the highlights, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, during the first half, most of the first half, I was like, where's Slatan? Like, I, I saw, it was like, yeah, it was like Pogba dominated the whole game. Like, yes. everything I saw from the highlights, and this is, again, this is from the, just the highlights, mm-hmm. but Pogba dominated the whole game. Like, every shot that, that was taken, it was it was like Pogba, 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 just trying, trying, trying to get his goal in, and that's commendable. That's awesome. That's what we want to see, um, you know, from him, knowing that he has such a great talent for goals and, 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 and for ball handling. But, you know, he, he couldn't get it in, but... I was like, but where's Slatan in all the all of this? Yeah. I was like, yeah. He was like, like I didn't even I had to check the the I had to check the stats on the Manchester United website. I was like, did he mm-hmm. even start? Because I saw him in the second half, and he you know he took more um, you know he kind of like woke up in the second half you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, I, I was like during the first half of the highlights i was like where is he <laughs> i couldn't find him anywhere <laughs> <laughs> yes slatan i mean it's here's the thing it's hard to say he didn't have a good game because he didn't really have a good game but he ended the game with two assists and a goal that's what i'm saying I think so he, like he woke up in the so, second half well even in the second half like he had those moments where he created and that was really that. He was really off the pace. He wasn't that quick. He was making he was creating a little bit of space here and there and stuff, but it really wasn't his best match. We've seen yeah. way better from him. And to be to be fair, it was really kind of a no-show. But I can't say that really, like in all honesty, because he ended up having a goal and two assists. <laughs> like uh, it's kinda rude. It's kinda rude to be like, yes, yeah, I done had a shit game, but we won. And he assisted a goal and had and he assisted two goals and had a goal himself. So here's, like here's the I don't know what you call it. Is it is it a catch twenty two? Yeah. I think it's a catch twenty two. Here's the catch twenty two. Uh-huh. And this is against you, Leo. Because what? remember and since we're closing off the year, this is probably what this is our last podcast of the year. Yeah, so, for sure. You know, it's been it's been awesome, and we're gonna continue doing it in 2017. For sure, um, we'll hope, we'll hope the pod gets bigger, and you know so, we have more interactions with you guys it, in the next year. So you guys are super quiet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Come on. Like we get a lot. Of, we've been getting like a good amount of downloads, but nobody talks to us on Twitter, and it makes me sad. I'm gonna call them. I'm gonna call them out because uh, <laughs> the fans they're pretty loud about. People giving opinions about their team, so come on. yeah, for sure. Come on, now. Yeah. come on, United. But anyways, you you were saying that so, as a catch twenty two why doing a little highlight of what this podcast has been and what we've talked about in the past. Mm-hmm. Remember that I think it was the very first podcast yeah. when yeah. Nick came on or around where there, yeah. you <laughs> bashed on Rooney all game. You were like, "What the fuck is he?" And yeah, 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 me yeah, and Nick yeah. were like. Yeah. But yeah. he made the winning pass. <laughs> right, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I remember that. So, like, you know... <laughs> Son of a bitch. We kind of have to say Slatan did not have a great game. Now, granted that he can he can do so much if if Mata and 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 Lingard are not having a good game, it, it yeah. can also affect him. Like, right. what I saw from the... 
from the highlights, it was like Pogba trying to carry the weight of the whole offensive side on his shoulders. Well, like him well, pa- Pogba was everything. running everything. Yeah. Pogba yeah. had an he will like like it's being like it's been happening lately. He had an amazing game. He was everywhere. He was great. He was everything that we need and everything that we wanted from him. He's doing. That, um, that, that is commendable, but at the same time, yeah. at the same time, if he doesn't play along with you know with Mata, with Lingard, with with Slatan, and keeps trying to shoot on his own, I mean he had yeah. so many chances he missed. Right. And, yeah. You yeah. Know, hey, yeah. those are shots on goal. You yeah. Know, you can't say anything really like one hundred percent negative on that. But at uh-huh. the same time, hey, you know, if you would have passed a couple of balls, if you would have created some plays, you know, maybe we could have looked at a score sheet of like six one. <laughs> well, I, I I do want I, I do want to say this. Um, for everything that we've been saying, Lingard had a really good game. Um, as somebody who saw the entire match, I thought Lingard was excellent. Uh, there were some runs and some take-ons that he had that were... I'm, I'm telling you, like, I am uh, I am mostly impressed this year. Aside from all our superstars, you know, because, like, yeah, like, okay, Megatarian is a god. Oh, who doesn't know that? Like, Pogba's amazing. Slatan can score, you know, like, at any given moment. Like, yeah, we already know all... This is, like, a given because these guys are superstars, right? Mm-hmm. Um... I think Lingard for me has been, uh, his proof has been consistent, and he's proven that he can he can roll with the punches of the big dudes. He can play with Pogba and Slatan, and he doesn't look like anything less. I think Nick was right um, in the beginning of the year when he came on, and he said that for him Lingard was going to have a big year and a big role, and I I do see Mo using him a lot because not only can Lingard play offensively. He defends really well too, mm-hmm. right? And I think Mo really likes that. And I think, I think that's why everything is going so well for him, and not as well for Martial because Martial doesn't really defend that well. And if you want to play on Mo's team, you have to do both. You have to attack when you need to attack, but you also have to defend. And I also think that's a problem that Rashford was having a lot. And is I that, think that at the beginning? That was the same problem that Mkhitaryan was having. Uh, yes, I think Mexican so too. City. Yeah, he yeah. he wasn't able to defend, and I think that was yeah. the the you know the amount of time that he was out from the team. Mm-hmm. No, I I think you're super. I think you're right. Yeah, and and I do think that um, I I think I think you're right. I do think it's kind of a catch twenty two for me to say that like how can we you know shit on. Um, Satan, when he basically, you know, he was he inv- he was involved in every single goal of the game, right? That's clear. Um, and we won because you know because we scored three goals and one of those goals was scored by Slatan. And I see the I see the similarities. This is when I was shitting on Rooney in the beginning of the year in that one game where he scored. He <laughs> he we won the game because of the assist, right? Um, and the goal that was uh, put in. So so I get it. You know, I understand, but I'm I'm still not. You know, I'm still rolling with whatever kind of bad game Slatan had. Now this match in Sunderland doesn't compare to how bad Rooney was playing in the beginning of the season. And I and I don't want to dog on Rooney because I really like what he's been doing, and I think Mo was really smart to rest him these couple of games. 
I kind of wish that he maybe would have rested Slatan in the Sunderland game and maybe started Rashford up the middle or Martial because I love seeing Slatan play. I love seeing him score goals and get assists. But he is, like, going to need a break at some point. And these, like, we play Middlesbrough next. I'm not going to talk about that yet. But as as knowing that we play a team that we can definitely rest some of our better players, specifically him, like, I would like to see him rest. I don't think Mo's going to do it because I think Slatan is going to want to keep playing. Because really, like, can you really sit him when he just scored a goal and had to assist? You're technically not supposed to because he's hot. Like, he's hot right now. He's scoring every game. And so, like, you know, it kind of contradicts, like, taking him off, maybe, like, getting him cold, and then he's going to have to try to get warmed up to playing again. So, I don't know. It's difficult. It, Mo has kind of a task in front of him, right? Um, but the Sunderland game, man, like, I think Lingard had a great game. Um, it's just, it's the midfield, dude. Like, for me, it's all about our midfield. Pogba, Carrick, and Nereda are, like, they're the what's it called the what are, what are the, like uh, Christians and like people who believe in like Christianity call the the Trinity? They're like the Holy Trinity. <laughs> they're like our, no, but like I'm de- I'm being dead ass, fam. Like they're literally like our Holy Trinity in midfield because when those three guys are playing to they, that is Jose's midfield, by the way. That's his starting That's, midfield for every big game. That's the yeah, midfield. Yeah. That's the midfield. There is no change in that midfield. We haven't lost the game when Michael Carrick plays, dude. That's a lot. Our win ratio with him is, I think, something like 10 wins and 2 draws, 35 goals, Mm. 4, and only 10 goals against. Mm. Something crazy like that. So, like, I don't know, man. I, I, I posted a video... Um, this dude who does like those uh, fan videos on on YouTube, yeah, uh, I forget his name. He I I should give him a shout out because his videos are dope. I'll probably look it up. Um, and I you know you know my feelings towards Herrera, right? Like I fucking I love I love Herrera, um, and I can't like I can't think of our team without him in it, basically. So I I just I'm just I'm just like, really happy watching our midfield, like, play. Pogba just, he, he's so strong, right? Yeah. And he, he, people, it's so difficult for somebody to take the ball away from him. It's insane, he, dude. He deserved, he deserved a goal, a goal, you know. He did, he it's, did. It's, it's, it's very unfortunate. I, I don't understand, here's, here's one thing I didn't understand, like, mm-hmm. before, when, you know, and, and this is something weird that we kind of mentioned a couple of podcasts ago, I think. Valencia mm-hmm. has kind of stopped going up, you know, running up the field and, and doing those crosses. He kind of, he's kind of stayed back a little bit, and I don't know. What yeah, they've been different. they've been playing a lot through the middle instead. I've yeah. noticed. And yeah. and when Valencia at minute four, he he um he took off, and you know, and he he had the space. He literally mm-hmm. had the space to continue and and look for a cross. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really that you know he's really good at. Um, yeah. He decides to kind of pass it to Pogba, and Pogba's kind of like in a weird situation mm-hmm. where he tries to like you know cross, but it's not really his style. I don't think. Yeah. I think he. Yeah, I think yeah. Pogba's more of playing down the middle. Um, uh, yeah. So Pogba being all crazy going everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. 
it kind of, I mean, it, it's commendable. Like I said, it's commendable to him to, like, try to take charge of the game and try to, like, you know, just put the team on his shoulder. But yeah. at the same time, you kind of, like, need to know, you have to know your weaknesses and your strengths, you know? Yeah, And I don't sure. think his strength is to go through the side and kind of play a wing, you know? We've seen Valencia does it, and he does it really well. And if he's able yeah. to run up the pitch and look for a cross, Pogba needs to be standing right in the middle with Slatan and Lingard, mm-hmm. kind of looking for that cross to see if one of the three can, you know. Yeah, you know what I've also noticed a lot is that when Slatan drops, like to play kind of like a number ten, yeah, then Valencia doesn't really curve out to the wing that much. Then that's then that happened almost the entire game versus Sunderland because I think that Slatan was tired because he that wasn't playing, him, yeah. you know. So he was dropping back a lot so that people could run off him and he could just get like a nice little pass. Now I don't know if that's because Jose wanted him to play that way against Sunderland because of Sunderland's defense, or maybe because, like I said, he might be a little bit tired and he might need a, a rest here and there. Um, but I see that when when Slatan drops back and he kind of drops back into that number ten, Valencia doesn't really push up that much, and I think it's more of a defensive thing to be honest with you than more of a, like a cautious thing, you know. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. I think I I like seeing Pogba sliding from left to right. He's better on the left, like s- slotted a little bit midfield to the left. But I want to see him like up near in the middle of the box. And in yeah. front, like you said, because yeah. if you throw in a cross and Slatan's already dragging one or two de- two defenders on him, you get a ball loose and Pogba could just be in there for the chip. I've seen that happen like so many times. So, but 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 I think a lot had to do with the fact that Slatan was kind of playing. He played most of the game as a number ten role, which was weird because Mata was on the pitch and it was just like strange. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that, I think that was because usually we see Slatan, you know, go back and forth, go out on the wing, come back to yeah. the middle, you know, pull back, go up. Mm-hmm. Um, we see normally him like running around the pitch like like a chicken with his head cut off. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this time we saw Pogba, and like you said, it might have been just that that Slatan was too tired to like fulfill that role. And plus, I mean, mm-hmm. I think Pogba he does that because he feels very secure. In having Carrick and Herrera back yeah, up yeah, in the middle, for sure. You know, well, that, I'm sure we that that's the thing. That like that, uh, Carrick and Herrera, and specifically Carrick, they free up so much space for Pogba, mm. and he could just play wherever he wants, really. And as I said before, that's really what you want from him. You want him to be able to roam all over and get as close as he possibly can to the box. And Carrick and Herrera give him that freedom. And it's cool, too, because, like, I watch them play, and uh, and there are some times where, like, they switch, and Herrera pushes up a little bit more than the, the other two, or or Carrick pushes up. I, the, the, the fluidity between those three in the midfield is great. It's so good. I love that. And I only worry that, like, the season is long, and Carrick is not very young, and, like, we need to find, like, a balance where... When Carrick needs a break, who can replace him, right? Yeah. And I don't think it's fucking Fellaini, obviously, but no, it's not. And so Where? I don't know. I don't know what the answer there is. Maybe what you said back in the day works. I might be a little bit more leaning towards the fact that okay, then if we need to rest Carrick, then play Mata kind of a midfielder, like an advanced midfielder with Herrera and Pogba, um, 
I don't know how good there's, that would work because because there's cause, a couple of choices. I think we could like I think we could see something like if if Shaw makes it back as a as a left back. Yeah, Blint can play in that midfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I want to see Blint play in that midfield with he, Herrera he and Pogba. Goal, he scored. A, yeah. How great was that? <coughs> that was a great goal, by the way. Awesome pass, like very like Slotten reading. Yeah, he read very, that very beautifully. well. And Blint was just like. You know, I think he was just running as like, oh, wait, the ball's in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was great to see him score. He's, he's a, Blinn is a good player, man. I know people like to, like, dog on him because he didn't do too hot last year as center back. Um, and it, you can't really blame him. It's not his natural position. He was kind of just played there. Um, but he's doing fine as a, as a, as a left back. I would like to see him play in midfield. If we need to rest Carrick, put Shaw as a left back and rest and put Blin in that midfield holding. Yeah, I think I think that would be that would be a good. I think good that swap. would be great. Well, I, I hope I hope Mo sees those features that we saw in him. You know, when he first came to the team and LVG was kind of playing him in the midfield a lot. Um, I hope Mo remembers that and sees that. And I think for Holland, he plays in the midfield sometimes. So, who knows? We'll see. Can, um, can we just give props real quick to De Gea? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. We have oh to. Oh, my God. I mean, this even, game, even though this Even though Newer got, like, crowned the best goalkeeper of 2016, no way. De Gea is still yeah. better than I mean, than this Newer. game could have finished 3-2. Yeah. Easily. Easily. Yo, okay, that goal from Sunderland, the one goal, that, nobody can stop that. Dude, that, that took was, a crazy okay. curve, dude. Crazy it was, curve. It was amazing. Okay, so this game had not one amazing goal by our favorite Mkhitaryan. But yeah, it had yeah, yeah. two goals. Unfortunately, yeah. the second one was from Sunderland. No, oh, but props were I mean, props were due, dude. That props, was insane. Yeah. Props. It was like, yeah, that dude, was... for a moment, for a moment, <laughs> I felt like, okay, I'm going to say something here. Don't, don't hate me for saying this, but yeah. if I was that Sutherland player uh-huh. and I hit that ball that beautifully and scored that goal, mm-hmm. I would have looked at Pablo and been like, that's how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we were winning. It didn't really matter. Yeah, anymore. I mean, I know. 3-0 three, three, three nil in scoring at the end yeah. of the game. Yeah, that, that goal was but, great, but let's talk like, about Jesus. the actual great goal that happened in this match. Jesus and that fucking score was it like a scorpion kick? Is that what that's called? Well, no, no, it's not. It's, it's not a back heel, right? It's like a. It's not really a scorpion kick, but it's like a half scorpion back heel. Oh, what was it, fucking? It's a. It's a. Oops! I didn't get to header it. Maybe I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of it's like <laughs> oh shit! Slatan kind of put it too behind me. Let me just lift my fucking right back leg and just you know, fucking. Amaze everybody! Oh my god, dude, Andre! Just, I, I at first I was like, oh my god, what a great header! I was like, yeah. amazing <laughs> header! And then when they did the replay, I was like, wait a minute, that's not. Oh, well, you didn't you didn't catch <laughs> it right away, dude? I fucking I lost I my shit right when away. I saw that because I was making notes and shit, and then I looked. Oh, okay, and I'm gotcha. like, I saw him fly, and I saw the ball go in, and I was like, Jesus Christ, what an amazing header! And then wait, I was like, so I'm like looking at it to make my notes and shit, and I'm yeah. looking at the replay, and I'm like, wait a minute, his head is not in his foot. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck with that. But yeah. Man. Oh my god. I, and you could tell like they were all in shock. Okay, so we're back. Uh, 
<laughs> let's just start. Let's just start from here. We can figure it out. Like you can edit like some funny dumb shit that we fucked up. So, anyways, for for everybody who's listening to the podcast, uh, we had some technical difficulties. Fuck it up, nigga. Uh, we were talking about Megatarian's goal, and I don't know. I remember what you were saying, Andre. I, I was just, um, I was saying like when everybody celebrated his goal, they were all like, you know, they were shocked how you know how awesome that was. You know. It, right. Big smiles on everybody's faces. Yeah. Yeah, um I there's this um there's this gif on Reddit where uh Megatarian like scores a goal and the and the camera's panning from his left side, right? So the opposite slide where Slatan is mm-hmm. and uh, and um they they pan and they foc- they don't focus but they kind of focus Martial and he's kind of just like looking He's looking, and the he's Megatarian scores the goal, and he, he he's he has so much disbelief on his face, and he's kind of just looking and po- he's just kind of like pointing and he's kind of like shaking his head like he can't believe that that shit happened. Yeah. It's so great, dude. It's so great, it's like, man. It, it sums up everybody's reaction towards that goal. It's Basically, like, like it was so funny too, cause like Megatarian scored the goal and like there was nobody around to celebrate with him, cause nobody like everybody was so shocked that like everybody was like super delayed to like run up to him and like hug him and stuff. It was fucking great, dude. Oh awesome. man, that was such a great goal, dude. I I lost like I literally lost my shit. I was sitting here in my room watching the game in the in my office in my office room, and Gabe was outside uh, in the living room, and like they he scored and I was like oh my fucking god, I was screaming like a crazy person and I fucking like called Gabe over and like I'm like look at it because he doesn't really like he's not into the football right, yeah. but I, I would figure that even if you're not really into the sport like you can you know you can you can really appreciate. Something so acrobatic as that, and he was like, "Holy shit, dude!" And I'm like, "Yeah, dude, it's such an amazing goal, dude." And I don't give a shit that he might have been offside. So many other great goals were scored offsides, but I don't know scored a goal with his fucking hand, and nobody bitches about that. So, Who? like, I just Maradona. Oh come on. <laughs> okay, Messi oh, scored really? a goal with his hand. Okay, fine. I was, but dude, but no, even like other players, like, come on, man, like. I'm not gonna, I hate that. I'm not gonna say anything about that that score from Maradona <laughs> because it was during a time in which there was conflict, and I'm just not gonna talk about it because it's on a, on a, a no, English but club. But I'm not. But I'm not saying it as. But see, I'm not saying that as a bad thing. I'm just saying it as that. Like I don't want to hear people talk like like think it's less of a goal because he might have been a little bit offsides. Where, no, like, it's, it's one, one of the greatest goals scored in goal history, even till this day, is that Maradona goal. And he did it with his hand. Like, and who cares? Like, it's fine. It's part of the game. Like, it's it, not, but, it's, but it's, it's not fine. But it's not fine, dude, but, but it's part of the game. Yeah, it's part of the game. It's, it's part of the game. Like, this is why football is, is so great and also so flawed at the same time. Because you, you rely on the naked, you know, on the naked human eye. And... You can trick the the human eye, or you can miss something. And come on, there's other other teams, other players have scored offside goals, and nobody complains about that shit. I, I look, that shit was beautiful. Whether it was offsides or onsides, the fact that that man had the audacity to even try that goal says a lot about him. Yeah, it says a lot about him, and it says a, it says a lot about like 
he was out for two games because he had like a little injury. He came back and he was impactful because the goal was amazing. Don't get me wrong. It was probably the best goal I've seen this year, right? Um, but everything that he did previously and afterwards, he was fucking great. It, it, it's like he didn't even miss two games. He was so on point. Everything about everything that he did was magnificent. And and I can't wait to see him play against Middlesbrough and fucking tear them niggas up. Because he's gonna. He's definitely gonna. He's for sure gonna. Come on, man. It's fucking Mkhitaryan is so good, dude. He's so good. It's crazy. Um, it, just, there's so much talent there. There's just, yeah. Just, he's so quick, too, man. He Okay, so I... Yeah. I hate to say this because you know how I feel about Messi, right? You know that I don't really, I don't, res- I mean, I respect him as a player because he's a great player, obviously. But I don't really like him and I don't like what comes with him and the kind of fans that he has yeah. and for the team he plays. Yeah. But, you know, and I, I'm obviously not sitting here for everybody who listens and for those people that complain. And I'm not sitting here saying that Mkhitaryan is like, like Messi. But there is a lot of similarities in the way they play, the speed, the ball control, right, and the fact that they're both so close to the ground that their grab, their grab, their gravitational pull, like their balance is so insane. Because, like, really, if you think about it, like if you compare Ronaldo and Messi, like Ronaldo gets fouled, 85 percent, ninety percent of the time, he's gonna go to the ground. And a lot of the times, it's not just because he goes, but because of his height. Because it's easier to knock him down. Messi, because he's so short and, and like, his 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 gravity is so low to the ground, yeah. he's difficult to take down. I see a lot of those similarities. I'm not comparing them, Mkhitaryan to Messi, for those people who think I'm talking crazy. But I do see a lot of similarities in their style of play, right? Um, and I, I, just, I just think it's great. I, I, he's so good, dude. He's got so man. much talent, man. Yeah. The, I mean, the only difference between the two, or not the only difference, again, because we're going to get labeled as, you know, but, I mean, the, the, uh, the one difference is that Messi had always somebody in the midfield to give him the perfect pass, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. Xavi, Iniesta, when he started off, he had Ronaldinho, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know. So he had like always the perfect pass, and he was yeah. able to do his own once he got the ball, and that's awesome. Yeah, Mkhitaryan yeah. on the other hand creates that shit. He creates his own pass, like he yeah. like he understands. He like he passes and he runs. He doesn't like just stay there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that is amazing to see. That that mm-hmm. is just. It's just crazy. And, yeah, I, I love so I love that he's always forward thinking. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. Like he he doesn't look to not not many a times does he look back to try to pass the ball backwards. Yeah. He's always either looking forward to either run or to find a pass going forward. And we've been missing that in our team for so long, dude. Not just not just this year, but the last 3 4 even when Fergie was playing. I mean, even when Fergie was coaching, we were missing that one creative person who wants to push the ball forward, not side to side, not backwards, but forward. And Mkhitaryan's that dude. Yeah. I mean, and it's very, very, very important um, when you have somebody like that, that mm-hmm. the other players around him understand what he's what he's trying to do. Like, they need to understand that he's not looking 
to build up a play so that you can pass it back. Uh, yeah. Know, like, you know, back to the midfield or, or even further And back. then back to fucking De Gea. He's, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's building yeah. a play so, like, if he's looking forward, you know, you, have, you need Zlatan, you need Lingard. You, you need, need everybody, everybody to be going them. forward, yeah. Everybody's looking forward at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. the only pass that is allowed is either a pass goal or shoot straight for the goal, you know. Um, yeah, for sure. But he's not looking, like, everybody needs to be in sync. When he's on the pitch, and that's the thing. If he's on the pitch, everybody needs to sync up to him. You know, yeah. even if Mata's is on there, even if Rooney, I think that he needs to be the focus point of of every play that's going to be built because mm-hmm. he, he's just he's amazing. I mean, that's, he's that's so just good. Up, the the whole thing we just sum it up with one word: amazing. Yeah, he's amazing. I, I'm so excited for what's to come with him and our team and. You know the the next part of the season after after this game versus Middlesbrough, 2017. Um, it's just really exciting to see what's going to happen. Uh, I see a lot of things. Can I can I mention just one thing? I I, I was I was kind of bored the other day, like mm-hmm. last last week I think it was, and uh, I was going through YouTube, just not really looking for a specific video. I was just going through it. You know how it has like um, suggestions or whatever based on. On your other videos, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was funny because the title said, and I'm no, anybody that watched football or is into football, regardless, you know, Manchester or anybody else, um, you probably know Mm -hmm. this guy. Uh, It was a video about uh, Riquelme. Yeah. And the question or the the title was uh, Riquelme talks about LBG. And I was like, I was like, really? Wait a That's weird. I was like, did he? when did when did Riquelme play with well, LBG? In, and in Barcelona, right? Barcelona. Yeah, so, Barcelona. Yeah, LBG took over Barcelona. He coached Riquelme in, in Barcelona. Yeah. Yes, and yeah. he LBG made the mistake, and and why I'm bringing this up is because LBG made the mistake of putting such an amazing creator. I mean, he's mm-hmm. one of the top 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 creators in the world, or or was because he retired. He was, yeah. But he made the mistake kind of like what Mourinho was doing at first with Mkhitaryan. Yeah. He was trying to force Riquelme to play as a wing. Mm-hmm. And um, Riquelme, you know, kind of being the rebel that he is and, and loving football <laughs> like he does, <clears throat> during one game, and this was the start of, you know, his fall um, yeah. being in Barcelona... Instead mm-hmm. of playing that position that LVG wanted him to play, where he never got the ball, and you know somebody like him needs to have the ball a hundred percent of the time. I I agree. I agree. Um. So instead of him like playing in that position where he never saw the ball, he like he he could have like sat there, opened up a beer, just like you know, <laughs> done nothing. <laughs> instead of that, he pulled back. He moved into the middle and started creating. Created two. Uh, two chances for two goals, which Barcelona mm-hmm. won by two goals. Mm-hmm. After the match, LVG came up and he's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And um, you know, he's like, "What well, we won, you know? I made those two passes. You know, everybody mm-hmm. was the whole team was happy that you know they won, um, yeah, and they were sure. happy for him and everything else." And LVG was like, "If I put you in a place, that's where yeah. you need to be." You know. Well, that's that doesn't surprise me. LBG seems you know? like the type of coach to. So do I was kind of like I saw that and I was like, oh man, 
But, you know, now that we see, you know, or after watching this game, I'm like, okay, so Mourinho, yes, of course, he might prefer Mkhitaryan to play as a wing, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. but he's given them that freedom to yeah. create. You know, he's yeah. basically saw the potential. In okay, Mkhitaryan scored his goal from, like, the number nine spot. Exactly. <laughs> basically, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, so he definitely has freedom to roam wherever the yeah. fuck he wants, and yeah. I think that's great. So, yeah. I mean, that's awesome for Mourinho as a manager. and, and Not you know, so I, good sure for Riquelme when he played at Barca. <laughs> <laughs> we can't say the same for LVG. Yeah, Riquelme. we can't say the same for LVG and Riquelme's relationship when they played, uh, when he coached the manager. But it, it's very important for the manager to understand, regardless of what the, what idea you have, you know, for right, some players, yeah. it's mm -hmm. very important to talk to him and be like, yo, where do you feel more comfortable? Where do you want to well, play? Well, I, I, think, I think that was also the problem that L LVG, here we go, LVG had with Di Maria. Yeah, of course. That's a, the of exact course. same problem. Like, you know, I, I talk a lot of shit and I post a lot of, like, ban banter about Di Maria and stuff because... Because it hurt. Because Not because of him not being able to stay. The way he left is the shit that bothered me, right? Mm -hmm. But aside from how he left, is I, I also understand that, like, LVG being the stubborn old jackass that he, I guess, has been forever, um, he, it wasn't going to work with him and Di Maria. And he was... And I think everybody saw and understood that he was really wasting Di Maria, to be honest with you. Because yeah. we can, we can, I can, I can say a bunch of shit about how, like, you know, Di Maria was too much of a pussy and he didn't want to, you know, put in the hard work and all this stuff. But I don't know. I wasn't there. So I really don't know. And a lot of people tend to say that. And, you know, I see the memes and stuff where they're like, they put a picture of Di Maria, they put the upgrade button, and then Mkhitaryan comes up, and then Mourinho's, like, smiling faces the next block. And the memes are hilarious, and to yeah. and to one point, I I love it, but I also understand that like the way the way LVG was playing Di Maria was wasteful to the type of player that he is, right? And to be honest with you, if if Di Maria would have held off a little bit and try to like you know just be like just make the most of it and like hold yeah. off, uh, dude, right now. He would have been great with Mourinho because Mourinho Dude, brought him to Real Madrid. Look what he did with Slotten when he went over to PSG. We would yeah. be seeing that amount of goals and that amount of quality in, in the offensive side. We'd be seeing it right now. And adding on mm -hmm. as a bonus, Mkhitaryan, having Mata, mm -hmm. having Pogba. Mm -hmm. Dude, it would be unstoppable. That would be insane. It would yeah, be it would be insane. Unfortunately, be he didn't. Insane. He didn't. You know, he didn't. Stick no, around. and 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 you know to close off. This will be the last time I ever talk about Di Maria when it pertains to United. I think both parties were at fault. I think LVG was at fault. And I also think Di Maria was at fault because because he acted like a fucking diva towards the end. Um, and he's a, he's a football player who gets paid like millions of fucking euros a month. And he should have he should have been more professional, but whatever. He's in PSG and PSG are trash now, so I don't care. <laughs> oh, they're not even the top of the fucking uh, French league anymore. Well, I mean, so. they lost Slatan. Yeah, they, they lost Slatan. God, apparently Slatan was the only thing that was holding that team together. <laughs> um, Dude, I mean, come on. And I can he's, see it. I can yeah. see it. Yeah, <laughs> I can see it. So I'm not even gonna talk shit. I can see it. Um. And and right now, by the way, uh, so Pogba was the most expensive player 
right? Yeah. Up to up to Monday. Until Monday, because now Devis went to China yeah. for like one quadrillion dollars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know how much. I, I don't know where Chinese people get that much money. The Chinese league gets that much money, but they know. got it somehow. And, and they're putting in a, a mega offer for Ronaldo. And Messi, too, I heard. Yeah. But, I mean, dude, come on. If you're paying that much to Tevez, and, and I love Tevez to death. I, you know, I'm a big fan. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, but... I have but I have mixed feelings. I have to. I have to go be, ahead. I have to. <laughs> I have to be honest. Like I have to be real. Yeah. If you put this crazy amount of money towards Davis, how much yeah, crazy does insane. it have to be to get Ronaldo yeah. and Messi? No, you like, like no. Okay. You have to sell your country, fam. Like <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, I also don't know how the Chinese league has that much money. I'm not quite sure what they're trying to do. Um. I don't know if it's going to work because at the end of the day, like, these guys already have so much money that, like, okay, so, like, if, if like, so, Devis has had a lot of money, has a lot of money, right? Yeah. But he obviously wasn't in the same bracket as money as somebody like a Cristiano or a Messi he, no, or Pogba. Sure. Now, and Slatan, now he can be because he moved to the Chinese league, right? Yeah. Um... And, and it's so just I just money. It's not even prestige because I, I mean. No, because what the, the f- it's league, the fucking Chinese league. Who gives yeah. a shit? <laughs> as much as we hate the, the Spanish league, it yeah. tops the Chinese league by like. Oh, but million. dude, like even I think the Portuguese league tops the Chinese league. Like yeah. literally, nobody watches those games. Like Devis is gonna have like nobody watch him play besides people who live in China. I've okay. I've never seen an actual game from the Chinese league. Yeah, I've never good. even, but I've never even seen a highlight reel, fam, like on YouTube. The thing is so, that it, the thing is that it didn't have, it didn't have. They got stars. money now though, so shit. I mean, it was kind of like if you remember back well, in the day, like the MLS like when, when it first started. MLS. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Till yeah. till they. Went I still don't watch highlights from the MLS. <laughs> till you remember their first big signing. Yeah, when Beckham, when Beckham went, I used to watch his highlights. And, <laughs> I'm and not gonna they, lie. Bought, they bought off Beckham towards yeah. the end of his, you know. When David Villa went to NYCFC, I watched his highlights on NYCFC. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's crazy though but, how much money they're paying. But these guys, the Chinese, are fucking. They're they're not going for like almost retired football players. They're going no, for no, like, no, no. At their yeah, they're going semi. They're going for the stars, dude. And and they're paying huge amount of dollars. Um, yeah. But, I mean, Devis put a clause in his contract saying that if Boca... Because the thing is, and I get this, Boca didn't qualify to any international cup next year. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, there's... I mean, we just have the league that we're, you know, first in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but he put in a clause saying that if uh, we qualify for an international cup uh, mm-hmm. in 2018... Mm-hmm. Uh, he has the full rights to resign his contract and go back to Boca. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn that nigga. So he like he accepted the contract. With I do commend that. I might I might have really hard mixed feelings towards him because he left United to go to fucking City, but I do commend his his loyalty for Boca. That, yeah, I mean, I I I, you, he's, I, I will only go as far as giving of commending him. I won't go anywhere else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck that dude. 
I mean, he's, he's until unless he comes back and he plays for United. Fuck him. <laughs> I'm good. I'm straight. We talked a lot about Argentinian players today. We talked about fucking Di Maria. We talked about Riquelme. We talked about I didn't bring up Di Maria. You brought and up we talked, Di Maria. No, I know. I, was, I brought up Di Maria and Messi. You brought I, up Riquelme and Tevez. That's I was comparing LBG <laughs> and Riquelme, bringing the situation to what we saw with Mkhitaryan and Mourinho. Um, That's great. That's fine. I mean, it's 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 part. I mean, really, if you think about it, United has kind of a history with Argentinian players. Now we had, um, I I I completely had forgotten that we got had Gabriel Hainsett playing for United yeah. back in the day with Verón. Cristiano with Ronaldo. We had also Beron. Well, I remember Beron, but I forgot about Hainsett. Beron flopped at United, and, but hey, what? And this is the I, rumor for uh, for the United fans that don't know this. Maybe you know the youngsters. But in the World Cup, in one of the World Cups where Vidon was was in, yeah. he was called a traitor against. We played against England. Yeah, he was yeah. called a traitor because of his, you know, current. You know, he was currently playing in United, and yeah, so he yeah. didn't he didn't play up to par against England. Uh, you know, because he was afraid that when he went back to England, you know, he would. I did hear about that. How true can that actually be, though, dude? Okay, to be honest with you, if you watch... Because when Verón played game, for United, he was kind of trash, fam. Well, <laughs> he played a lot better for Argentina than he played for United. Well, <laughs> that game was trash, dude. That... Oh, well... It's, no, I'm not talking... I'm talking about in general, not specific games. I, I never don't remember liked specific them. I don't games. know. People hype uh, him up so much, and I, I, I don't know. Well, Fer- Fer- Fergie hyped him up a lot when he bought him. And it didn't work out very well. But that yeah. happened to some of Fergie signings. Um... It's it's actually if you think about it the the person who's actually probably played the best from Argentina at United right now is Rojo. <laughs> yeah, well, which he's, by the way he's lasted the longest and he's played the best because him and fucking and Jones are like the greatest fucking back two right now that we've seen in a while for us. Which, too. which by the way, you know, um, props because he he headed that ball, you know, on the um, oh, yeah. that goal from Sunday. Yeah. He headed that yeah. ball outside. That's that was all he could do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I blame more on the I forget who was in front of him, but mm-hmm. the dude in front of him was not covering what he needed to cover. He was just kind of like looking back to see what was yeah. going on behind him. No, dude. And I realize you're you. leaving a man open. Rojo, aside from his two-footed tackling that he likes to do every every chance he gets a chance to do it, <laughs> Mourinho loves it. So, oh, but but apparently Mourinho loves it. So I mean, more more power to him. I don't look if Mourinho's happy, then I'm happy. Um, he's been playing really well, man. Him and him and and Jones has been playing really well too, dude. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. What does I mean, that mean? And, and, and well, Bai is going to the Africa Cup of Nations, so he's not gonna be there for a while. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think the Africa Cup of Nations starts like in January or February, so we're gonna not have him for like a month. Hey, but this is this works so out kind of because Jones and Rojo are doing really well together, and I don't see it like really affecting us as much as we would have thought at the beginning of the year when we're like it was Bayi and Bayi. Yeah. that's it. Like, do not yeah. put anybody else. No, okay. So the Africa Cup of Nations starts in Jan- like second week of January, so we're not gonna have Bayi for that time, okay. which. It kind of fits because Rosa Johar doing so well right now and Smalling is coming back from injury that really, if you think about it, it's like perfect timing for the African Cup of Nations to start. Did you just say Johar? No, I said Smalling. I'm going to have to No, I said Rojo and Jones. <laughs> Why are you bringing up Johar? Look, Johar is somewhere in like Italy dying, I think. I don't know <laughs> what he's... I could have sworn I heard Hart. 
No, I said Rojo and Jones. Okay. But uh, those guys, those guys are doing real well. I'm real happy. I'm Valencia yeah. still doing great at right at right back. I kind of want. I I really do want to see uh, Luke Shaw come back so that we can play Daily Blind in our midfield and give Carrick a rest sometimes. Um, because I think Daily Blind would do really well playing that position that Carrick plays. Um, I think they're not. They're not like. They're similar and but they're not like super alike. But they're enough. They're enough alike to where like I don't think it would be that much of a difference for Pogba and Herrera to have Blind move up to the mid um, and give Carrick a rest. Um, what what? Oh, I did wanna. I wanna throw this at you here, kind of just like um, live um, question. So we had Mkhitaryan, Pogba, Slatan, and Bai. Those are the four signings we had, right? Up until now, who do you think has been the better player out of those four? I know they all play different positions, but you know, you know, uh, money's to money, uh, like bang to buck type of thing. Like, who do you think is really already paid off their their amount? Although Mkhitaryan and Bayo were kind of cheap, but still, and Slatan was free, <laughs> so Pogba was the only expensive one. <laughs> <laughs> who who is out of those four guys who are the new United players? Who is uh? Who do you think has has done? Who do you, who's your favorite? Maybe we'll put it that way. Out I'm kind of I'm kind of tied between two, and, okay. and and I can explain them why. Okay, good. I'm, I'm kind of tied in between Bayi and Slatan. Oh, that's I did not expect that. Go ahead, yeah. please explain. Bayi because. You know, during the time that he played, the amount of time he played, he was very consistent. Yes. Like it wasn't like we saw a game like where it's like, oh, what the fuck you doing? Mm-hmm. Or, or there wasn't a time that we doubted the signing. You know, we doubted him being there. Um, yeah. You know, I think till this day, like we just said, even though Jones and Rojo are doing great, we kind of still miss Bayi. Like you know, we kind of like. You know, we we we, we kind of think like, okay, where's Jones gonna go when Bayi mm-hmm. comes back? You know, we're, we're still putting Bayi as a starting, uh, you know, um, player. Um, yeah. So that just kind of like to me that he he has paid off really really well for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Slatan because I mean, he's he's been off and on, but I think that's every player. Every player has been off and on. Especially every number nine, really. Yeah, um, but he just hasn't given up. Like, he, he's he been very, like, like he's not, uh, he might not be a United fan. I don't know. He, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he has come out publicly and said he's a fan of the club. But he has put in 110%, you know, for, for the most part. And being the age that he is, that is very, very, very commendable. Like, like I get if you sign like a twenty-five, a, you know, twenty-six, twenty-eight-year-old, you know, mm-hmm. youngster. They're gonna, you know, it's expected of them to like hustle every ball, you know, yeah, yeah. run as fast as you can, fight for everything. This dude mm-hmm. is what 36, 35, 35, 36? 35, turning 35? 36, I think. Yeah. And he's playing like a twenty-year-old. Like he's like really, you know, you know, going out his way to do yeah. anything possible that he can so that United wins. And you see mm-hmm. the, you know, the joy and the happiness in his face when, when, when we win and and 
and everything that like he was really into the club. That's what I'm trying to say. He's like really yeah. dedicated to the club, regardless if he's yeah. a fan or not. He's really in there. Yeah. I mean, it would have been kind of obvious for me to say Pogba, but yeah, you know, I, I love Pogba. He's awesome. It's just. Bailly is very underrated. Like we kind of like forget because of the money difference. I think because oh, yeah. you know, oh, Pablo played like so that. much, and you know, but let's not forget, you know, Bailly's there. He's been yeah. solid since like day one. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my two. Okay. Well, see, for me, I think I don't. I like I. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say Pogba. And I'm not going to say Pogba because not because I don't appreciate everything that he brings and also not because I don't appreciate the the attitude and and the you you can tell that he really wants to succeed at United. And, you know, whether it's because he wants to prove everybody wrong or because he really loves being back at United, which I think that's an actual fact, Um but because I think there's 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 gonna be years to come where we're gonna see the actual best of Paul Pogba, like, you know. The best is just and the best is definitely yet, yet yet to come for him. And I, I'm just gonna say that we might be having a very different end of the year discussion if we didn't have Ibrahimovic in our team. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put it out there. Yeah. I I, I there is. I love Marcus Rashford. I love Martial. But there's something about the experience that Ibra has that the raw talent that Marcus, that Rashford, and Martial have, that Ibra's experience is just that much better than the raw talent that they can have. Because I'm pretty sure that like there's a lot of things and a lot of things that Ibra does right, that are just natural to him because of he's been playing this game for... Dude, like I maybe like 10 15 years now I mean he's 35 and he's been playing since he was like what 15 so what 25 years he's been playing this fucking game and professionally probably like 20 years like come on like and I I don't think that we are having the conversations that we're having without Ibrahimovic at United I also think that he played a huge role in bringing Pogba back I think we all know he did. I think, I think, well, we all know that he said that he spoke to him privately in person, right? To kind of give him that nudge. I think that's true. I don't think he's bullshitting us, right? I also, I also see that, you know, no matter what I feel about Wayne Rooney, like, from the, from the past till now, Wayne's going to be a legend at United, no matter what. Regardless, he's done so much and enough to where his his legend status for the club is cemented. Who cares what he did in the past, how he played in the beginning of the season, or what he does towards the end of the season? That doesn't take away everything that he did before and what he's meant for the club, whether some people like it or not. And and it's not because he's he's doing so great now that you're saying this because you said it when he was doing bad, like exactly. He's but I think I mean, that Ibrahimovic brought a different type of leadership to the club. Yeah. I think he was the guy, you, aside from the goals, because he's scored a lot, <laughs> and yeah. he's created a lot, and he's been a part of a lot of goals, 
aside from that, I think the attitude and the leadership that he brings is what we needed. It's definitely what we needed. Like, because because Rooney is a great player, but he's not... He, 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 I don't see him as a great leader. And that's not a knock. That's just not... I don't... It doesn't seem like it's part of his persona. Maybe he needs to learn how to be a leader, but it's not natural. With Ibra, you can tell that he just exudes, like... Something that it attracts all the players, and and I keep reading articles about the players saying that like he's always surrounded by all the young guys like Lingard and Pogba and Marcus and Fosu Mensa and Bai and and all the young guys are always around him because he exudes that leadership. And we and like if you really think about it, we have a really young team, dude. Yeah. We have two really well three because Rooney's like they like how old's Rooney like thirty I think. Maybe. So we have like three really senior players in Carrick, Slatan, and Rooney. But then if you think about it, all our other players are really young. De Gea as a goalie, he's a super young goalie. Yeah. Martial is 20. Marcus Rashford just got out of high school. Jesse Lingard is 22. Mkhitaryan is what, like 26 or 27? So like we have a very young team. Fosu Mensa coming up the ranks. Like our, our defenders are all super young. So, so it's like we needed something like that. We definitely needed, and I think aside from his goal scoring potential and you know the way he plays the game, I think the most important thing that Salta has brought into the team has been leadership and the type of attitude that really nobody else has. And maybe Pogba, but Pogba's so young that like you can't expect for him to just take control over you know of the entire team. I think he will. You know, at, at one point, but Ibra's that guy, dude. I don't know, man. I just, I, I think, I think he's been the key to our success lately. Um, you know, when he wasn't scoring goals, he was still trying, playing like he was. You know, I don't know. I think, I think it's, I think it's good to say bye too, because um, you know he was great. But for me, overall, Ibrahimovic has been probably, you know. For this season, because I know Mkhitaryan and Pogba for the future will be amazing. And for now, too. But for what we need to build a team, Ibra's, like, core. Because Yeah, he, he just brought everything together. He, he, yeah, he, he brought the experience and the attitude that we needed our young guys to emulate. Because, I, cause dude, uh, just to kind of finish off the podcast, because we, we thought we were in the short, but we're running an hour in. Um, well, it's the last one of yeah. the year, so... Yeah, so who cares? Um, Jesse Lingard, you didn't watch the match, right? But there is a moment, like 55, 60 minutes into the match, so second half, um, where Jesse gets into like a scuffle with another Sunderland player. It's getting real like chippy, and he's just mad, and he's aggressive, and it's great to see that. And you can tell that like he's getting that from like, Somebody like Slatan, <laughs> and like a couple, he gets. I think he gets yellow carded, and like literally, like three minutes or like two, three minutes after, Mo takes him off, because because Lingard has like hot head. He's hot head. He's hot head, and he just takes him off. And I love watching that because we haven't seen that at our club for so long. Because we've, it's just it's just a lot of 
play, new players or players who just didn't care, who are no longer here, or coaches who didn't didn't in, incentivize aggressiveness. And that's what we need. And that's what Mourinho does. And that's what Slatan does on the pitch. He incentivizes aggressiveness, and Mourinho incentivizes that from the bench. But then we have Mo, who's smart enough to know. I tell you, if Mo didn't take uh, Jesse off, he probably would have had like into a fight or got a red card within like the next ten minutes, because he was fuming. Let me correct you. The only the only person booked in this match was Lin. Oh, okay. So he didn't get carded for that. No, no, he didn't. Oh, okay. Well, but he was like super arguing with one of the Sunderland players. They were cursing at each other, and he got a little shoving. And it was great. I love Jesse Lingard watching him get fired up because it only fires everybody else up. And Slatan is like normally the first person to get fired up, but I like you see you see that he's rubbing off on some of those guys, and I and I think that once that aggressiveness and that like cockiness, nonchalantness rubs off on everybody, and the young guys like Rashford and Martial, they're gonna just fucking. Cause, Cause, he plays with with no respect for anybody but his team, dude. And that's really what you need. Yeah. That's all you need, and that's why he scores and he makes the passes. And 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 I think um, Mkhitaryan kind of the same way because like, come on, the audacity to take a shot like that is, you know, like not everybody's gonna think to be like, fuck it, let me see if this works. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he did. Uh, yeah, so it's great, dude. I, I think we're closing off. The year will be closed off on Sunday. Uh, we actually, United play on the 31st. Um, there will be a match on Saturday. So the year closes off on Saturday. We play, middle, we play Middlesbrough, and I think it's away. I'm not 100% sure. Um, and I hope we, we play another good game, another win, and we finish off the year strong. Um... I'm really excited for what's to come for United and for the pod too, man. It's been a good year. We've got 23 episodes in. I didn't think we were going to last this long, but we did. Uh, we'll last as long as you say, bro. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I'm, in, I'm, I'm enjoying, man. I'm enjoying talking to you guys about United, about football. I am enjoying the, the little interaction that I get on Twitter from... You know, some people I'm enjoying that. I just it's great. I'm I'm having a blast. I think the podcast is a lot of fun. Um, I fucking love watching the games. I love talking about the games. Uh, it, this is something that we used to do even before we recorded. Yeah. So it's just only it's only cool that we can you know that's that p there are people out there who actually like care what we, not care but enjoy hearing us talk shit because really this is just like three homies sitting down and shooting the shit about you know football. At the end of the day. Um, but yeah, this will be episode 23, man. I thank you guys for joining us for this year. Well, we started the podcast, what, like four or five months ago? I can't do math right now. We started at the beginning of the season. Oh, no, prior to yeah. the beginning of the season. No, did we start in the beginning? Uh, preseason. Preseason. Yeah, preseason. Yeah. We started preseason. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so... I don't know, man. Did you want to say anything else before we sign off of this beach? Um, no, I mean it's unfortunate we couldn't have Nick. It would have been it would have been awesome. Um, yeah. But you know he's gonna be back and and after the New Year's. Yeah. Um, and um, it's been great. It's been it's been it's been awesome. Uh, I'm so happy, you know, to have you know I've always told Leo this, and and I usually 
told everybody this. I can I only root for one team. I'm only a, a true fan of one team. But yeah. but United has really grown on me and and I'm so happy, you know, to be on this podcast and so happy to see this team um do so well. Like I wish, you know, <laughs> I wish both of my teams did this well. <laughs> at least one of them is doing awesome and and that's great. And, you know, and we're going to be there through the ups and downs, you know. For I'm sure. going to show the same love, the same support, you know, everything the same as I do with with my other team. Um, because they've earned it, you know, um, and it's it's amazing, it's amazing. Yeah, happy to happy to be on this podcast. It's been a great, you know, twenty three episodes. Oh, twenty three, Michael Jordan. Jordan. Uh, Shout out to Jordan and, and you, and, uh, red shirt too. So yeah, red yeah. Um, Boom, baby. And I don't know. We're gonna talk off pod, uh, you know, off the off off the recording. We'll, we'll talk about maybe coming up with a little surprise for next year. We're gonna we're gonna see what we can do, you know, for the pod for next year. Yeah. Uh, you know, bring in some new stuff. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But anyways, guys, thank you for joining us for episode twenty three. Um, this has been the last podcast of the year, but don't worry, we'll be back next week. Uh, hopefully with another win under our belt for United. Um, everybody have a good new year. Be safe. Don't drink and drive. And if you drink, get really fucked up. But don't do anything with heavy machinery. I think that's what they tell you, right? <laughs> or, uh, or why drink and drive when you can... You can drink <laughs> an Uber. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> what do you, no, don't say it. Just drink an Uber. Just drink an Uber. <laughs> Just just drinking drink Uber. Don't worry, guys. Anyways, peace out, everybody. Later. You don't understand me. I can't go. I can't leave. You always had a family. You could pick the phone up. We should be some grown-ups. You won't be alone any longer. We'd be so much stronger. Come on, baby. Jesus was a baby. Let's do it for the baby. The baby. The baby. Oh, baby, give me one more chance To get my shit together Dang, man, next to you Playing with your heart With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.